Welcome back, folks, to the Mailwright Show. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about everything around email marketing, lead generation, everything you need to know to make your email campaigns and getting prospects and leads more effective. I've got myself and my great co-host with me, Robert Newman, and we're going to be doing a deep dive into this subject. I'm sure you're going to find it really interesting. So, Robert, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and new viewers? I'd love to. So, I'm the founder of uh, Inbound RAM Inc., which is just an abbreviation for Inbound Real Estate Marketing. We um, we build websites and do real estate SEO campaigns. So, you do. And I'm the founder. Oh, thank you, Robert. I'm the founder of mail-right.com, and we build great WordPress websites and provide a great CRM-based solution that gets you leads. A great competitor to Real Geeks and similar system platforms. So, Robert, I thought we'd talk about email marketing in 2023. it's recognized still as one of the most effective ways of marketing yourself generally and in real estate as well. But I know, no, well, SEO, um, there's a lot of fallacies and misinformation about digital marketing when it comes to the real estate industry in general. But one of the areas that I think causes a lot of confusion is email marketing as well and how to do it effectively. First of all, would you agree with that broad synopsis of what I've said? Um, yeah, I, I absolutely do. I think the email is has consistently for almost 20 or 30 years been a strong way to market. And I think as the world gets more cluttered in terms of all the marketing options, AI and video and just all this different stuff, what is a steady, consistent, like, go-to, fallback email, email is it. We've mentioned it in the last number of shows. And uh, I think it's great that we're dedicating an entire an entire episode to it. Um, I think the number one, I've got a short list here. Um, mm-hmm. I think number one that you've got to be aware of is that obviously Google through Gmail kind of dominates um this area um basically you don't want your email to end up in the promotional folder um because hey when's the last time folks that you checked are you aware that your gmail or your google workspace has a promotional folder where um email that's marked as marketing and promotional can end up it's it's not quite like your junk folder, but it it's a similar graveyard <laughs> where uh, your email will never be read. So the main thing is there's no point in sending out email campaigns if they really end up in people's junk mail or promotional folder. Would you agree with that, Robert? Uh, not entirely, but I feel what you're saying. 
I, I do check my promotional folder, especially the ones that come from an individual. I don't usually click them out of promotional into my, my standard e- email inbox unless it's like a really exceptional circumstance. But for people that I have made an impression on me that I follow, I have moved quite a few, few of Brian Dean, Neil Patel, uh, Ricky Carruth, and a handful of other people out of my promotional folder into my standard inbox. So I pay attention to what's going there, and I occasionally move stuff around. But if something gets buried in a large sequence of emails and I haven't opened up my email in a bit, you, I would agree with you then, which, which does happen a lot. I'd say 80% of the time, that's, that's likely that could happen. So let's start off with um, number one on my list. Don't use your normal email address and domain for sending out bulk email campaigns. And um, the way I kind of work this out in my own mind, Robert, is there's one-to-one email where you're sending a one-to-one message to Mm -hmm. individual. There's what I call micro email campaigns. And I'm utilising language that I made up. But sure. what what I mean by that is a it is not one to one, but we're not sending out to a large list. We're sending out to what I call a micro list, which could be anything between two hundred and maybe five hundred email. And then there's bulk mass email marketing that can be anything over 500 and that might be thousands Mm -hmm. and um what you don't want to do is to get your main domain like mine is jonathan at mel-right.com i don't want to get that email address and that domain blacklisted if i can avoid it because i need that to be really clean and be able to send email to people and have a reasonable confidence that it's going to end up in their inbox. So what do you reckon about, first of all, the three ways that I've subdivided email marketing, one-to-one, micro-list, mass, and what I've said about not utilising your domain to send out hundreds of email on your normal domain? Well, I send out about half a million on my normal domain over the span of about a quarter to uh, a list. And it has occasionally impacted me in the, in the way where if Robert Newman, Robert Inbound REM is what I'm using as that email. So it's on my prime domain under my own name. And occasionally I've noticed that my email goes into people's promotional folders if they're not expecting my email. So I agree with what you just said, saying that that if you do this, X can happen. <clears throat> I can absolutely attest to the fact that it does indeed happen that way. I don't know whether it's positive or negative that when I'm sending out a, a warm email that somebody click like and I tell them, check your promotional folder and then they move it over to their inbox. But I do know that that happens quite a bit. And I don't have an overwhelmingly large case of people telling me that it hits their promotional folder. So perhaps it's just maybe the first time I send it to an email address or something. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Well, I think it really depends where you got the email from and if you've got double option 
um, on your list, you know, people have opted in. And it's, I think what I said is people buying lists or doing um, cold email, um, it's your kind of email hygiene habits um, because you've been a marketer for a very long time and you know what you're doing. Um, the risk of you getting your main domain blacklisted on on a blacklist where you're treated as a spammer are greatly reduced because you know what you're doing. Well, yeah, which is which is the following for for those listening to this show. Here's here's what my rule is with everybody, my clients, myself, everybody that's listening. I don't send out low value emails. Everything that I send out is connected to either a high-value blog post with an extremely small intro, and I don't sell anything via email. I'm, I am always very conscious of the fact that it could, for some people, be a cold door knock, and nobody likes a cold door knock where they're just getting sold something. So instead, what I always attempt to do for myself and my clients is be helpful. And it, generally speaking, works. I have not been blacklisted in the way that John's talking about. None of my clients have been blacklisted in the way that your client talking about. So generally speaking, but there's a differentiation between that and saying, I got a million names of people that I think might be interested in my stuff and I want to send an email to everybody. At that point, a lot of the advice that you're giving is excellent advice. And I'd say, go to a bulk email provider and send out those emails because a lot of times you send out a million emails, you get the 200,000 people or, or more likely the 17 to 20,000 people that are truly interested in what you have to say. You get rid of the other 990,000, whatever the number is, and you have a good list. Yeah. And um, Robert's really put it really very clearly. That's what I was talking about. If you're going to buy a large niche, which probably only might affect a very small element of the listeners of this podcast that are on brokerage level, um, a large city, a region. Um, If you're an individual agent, what we're going to discuss is probably the one-one and especially the micro email when you're sending out to a smaller list size. Um, But you've got to be aware if you're buying a larger list, and um, you're emailing, you're best not to send it from your normal domain because you don't want that to have any problems with it. The other thing is um, if you're utilising your Gmail, you you shouldn't utilise your Gmail to send um, micro and definitely it's the wrong service to well they they won't allow you but um, there is a grey area where you can send so many email per day um, I personally wouldn't utilise your Gmail I would just keep your normal email and your Gmail for that kind of one to one communication really but that's my stance on it um, Number two, the other thing that will mark up your email as being spam and junky is utilising certain words in your subject lines. Um, emails got, um, they can, the services know what normal 
phrasing that spammers utilize in their email. And if there's certain patterns of wording in your subject line, that will flag it up and probably get it in the junk folder and um, not in the inbox of your targets. Um, what's your thoughts about that, Robert? Um, I'm going to leave that one alone. Oh, yeah. Um, now, uh, another one is email warm-up tools. And what do I mean by this? Um, let's, let's say you, you've got a specific campaign you're running um, through Google or Facebook, and it's going to a specific landing page. Um, and it's for a specific area. It's targeted at a Pacific niche market or a Pacific uh, geo area. And um, they're coming to the landing page and it might be a, a, a new property that's up for sale and to get more information, they've got to give you their name and email or um, it could be some other lead magnet that you are... Um, giving away to get this information from the prospect. Um, that's a might, that might, depending on how much you put in the budget, um, that is probably what I would probably call a micro or lead to a micro email campaign. Um, so you got this list and you want to market to those people. Um, so I wouldn't utilize them. You need um, to warm up that list. And there's certain um, services like Milkshake, Warm Up Inbox. And what they do is they, they set up a network of Gmail campaigns and they break up. If you import a list into it, let's say 250 to 500 email, and then they will send out the email, but Google won't know that you're utilising, um, it will be treated like a one-to-one -one email. And there's um, and they give you analytics as well, but it's, almost, it's pretty guaranteed that those email will go to people's inboxes. Um, and you can utilise that. So, you're, it's, a, it's a micro-focus email campaign aimed at a niche which should result from your campaign to get people to a specific landing page. And you do this to make sure that it does go into people's inboxes, your outreach after they're given their details to get whatever lead magnet or information that you're offering. Did that make sense, Robert? Yeah, but I'd like to put my own spin on this anyway. So uh, it's been a long time since I've heard of warm-up inbox stuff. And I think the reason that it's been so long since it's been it's come up is that warm-up inbox stuff. Like I'm I'm on warm-up warm-up inbox for those listening to the show. None of you are there, but you should you should go there if you're considering this. 
essentially warm-up inbox is talking about its case studies. Its case studies are both examples of very large companies sending out millions of emails cold to very large lists and how warming up the inbox on a select set of the list, such as 20,000 emails, oh, like increases the chances of opening those emails in a dramatic way. And my emails on like without using this tool, get a 17% open rate and less than a 1% spam rate. To give you an example on one of the case studies, the spam rate was as high as 65%. Why am I, I pointing all this out? If most of you real estate agents are not engaged in mass email campaigns to cold or semi-warm lists, you probably don't have to worry about this. Very few uh, real estate agents that I know are involved in massive email marketing yeah. campaigns to relatively cold lists. Most real estate agents, at a minimum, are sending out emails to a list where at some point, at somewhere, somebody signed up for something. Every once in a while, you get a real estate agent that is getting extremely aggressive, targeting a neighborhood or an audience, buying the list cold, and then sending out emails to them. That's pretty rare in my experience. And if those in that very rare circumstance, you're one of those people listening to the show right now, by all means, go check out Warm Up Inbox. It's probably worth it before you send out your first campaign. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I think I, I'm just really kind of putting in options to people for, um, that I, um, from experts that I listen to. Um, one of the main ex- experts that I listened to about cold email and utilizing it as a marketing tool is a, a man called Alex Berman. Um, he's, I've read his book and followed his YouTube channel for years. And he's a pretty hardcore cold email, seen as a, one of the leading cold email experts. Um, and he talks about email warm-up tools, but I do I do see where you're coming from because the people they've opted in to receive email when they hit the landing page. But on the other hand, if if you sending out your email and you just don't seem to be getting a lot of it seems very low the results you're getting it might pay off to look at one of these warm-up tools just to double-check because you get analytics as well that show you, but you've got to have the time. They're not enormously expensive. You can pay for one of these tools month to month, and it might make a difference. I'm just putting the option out there. I, oh, no, I agree 100%, and I think I might have to give a listen to this to this, uh, to this this resource. He is mentioning things that I haven't thought of in a, in, in a while, but the deliverability becomes like the second that you start saying, Oh, I've got over a hundred thousand yeah. people that I'm trying to do deliverability to all of these tools. Cause they're very cheap in comparison to the idea that you're going to have 10% extra open rate on a hundred thousand emails. And you really want your emails opened because now you're talking about 10,000 names. You've already spent all that money getting the names or acquiring them, whatever it is. And then these guys want to charge you somewhere between 30 and $150 a month. You pay it. Hands down, you pay it if if you think you can get the result. But yeah. but keep um, keep on my man, the original cold email king. You have Alex, Alex Berman is on his list, ladies and gentlemen. So he has included Alex Berman, which I think is very cool of you. 
We're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments doing a, a big dive on email marketing. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRight. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We're coming back, folks. Um doing a bit of a dive in email marketing. It's still one of the most effective ways to outreach um, when people land on the landing page or to do a search on your website. You're utilising Robert's services, expert services around SEO, um, or you're doing utilising paid campaigns. You want to get them on a mailing list and then keep that relationship going. Um, right. Well, since he's already introduced himself slightly, Jed, this is our live podcast. Why don't you go ahead and say hi since you just bumped into the back of it? Sorry, guys. Uh, All right. right. Have a good one, buddy. See you later. This is the the challenge of me operating my first office. I've never, never had to deal with these particular challenges where I had my staff in the actual well, it's, well previously it's been your cats isn't it right it's been my cats they've yeah. they've jumped in the podcast a couple yeah, so, of different times yeah, yeah. anyway you're, sorry you're, you're non and furry friends uh, um, yeah. so, there we go uh, um, so on to, on to number four right. positioning your brand nurturing relationships relationships um the way I see this, Robert, it's really linked to our previous podcast where we're saying trying to market, you know, when you're getting going, getting started, you just got to take whatever leads, whatever um, people that are selling a home, a property, uh, you just got to take what comes your way. But as, as you um, grow in experience a bit, the quicker you find a niche and market to it, the better. And I think you totally agree with this as well. The better it's, things are going to be for you. you I, that niche can be a certain age group, a certain type of home, a certain geo farming. It, there's numerous different types of niches, but there's, the quicker that you find your niche, and that will then help with your email marketing because the more you can provide value, which you mentioned in um, the first half of the show, the more that you can offer value in your email, your newsletter, your outreach, it's going to be easier to offer value if you have identified that niche. What do you think of that, Robert? I uh, agree. I agree with that. (laughs) Right. Um, well, we're running. We're running a little short on time, but I can yeah. I can certainly jump in and expand like yeah, more. Ahead. But we're we're both niche markers. We're talking to a niche. We're we're trying to we're trying to like speak to the real estate industry as a whole. So when it's like a niche for real estate, it's going to be speaking to 
people in a neighborhood or so targeted five-step marketing plan. The, my favorite leveraging of cold email right now would be in conjunction with like a multi-touch marketing plan like Brian Tracy used to talk about, which is where, for those of you who may not be familiar, it's where you you take 3,000 homes in a targeted area, you get you you try to get name, email, address, physical address, try to figure out all the names of everybody that lives in every home, and then you drop them a postcard and a magnet, and then you uh, you send them an email if, you can, if you've got their email address, and then you, you may even have somebody go ahead and flyer their home, so physically drop something on the door, and then after you've done three or four touches, you place a call. You have somebody place a call to all these people and you try to provide something of value inside that call and schedule a campaign. In other words, through five targeted touches, you basically adopt an entire area and make it your own through extremely focused targeting. Which email would be one? And that would be a niche, in my opinion. Yeah, that's great. On to number five. Um, Divide your emails into lists. See, um, I told you you wanted me to skip the question. <laughs> Go ahead. Right. He's, he's, giving me, he's giving me a bit of a hard time on this bloody particular <laughs> podcast. He was nice to me last week. Uh, <laughs> Rob, uh, Rob, he's his yeah, shoe this bloody it. week. You never, you never know what you're going to get with Robert. Okay. Uh, Rob, increased sales and conversion. I've obviously I've done something to peeve him up. Uh, increased sales and conversions. Um, basically, um, you can overdo this, but I, I think like what we discussed during the show, I think yeah, um, you have your kind of bigger list where you, you send them um, your news monthly newsletter. You have your micro campaigns, um, which are linked to um, landing pages, and then you have your one-to-ones, um, which you could utilize a tool like Bombom, um, which I think um, we've had a couple of discussions about Bombom is they're really effective in when you're, and you might have a small, smaller list, but you're utilizing, you're just sending off one or two um, Bombom videos per day. Um, so that's real kind of custom email marketing. And then you have them the um, micro list, as I call it, marketing. And then everybody goes, if they show no interest, they go into a nurturing newsletter where they get a high-value newsletter per month. What do you reckon about that? That's how I kind of rationalize it. Well, I'm going to tackle this as I oftentimes do backwards forwards. You've got on, on number five, the way that you've got it is increasing sales and conversions, divide your emails into lists. And so instead of, of doing exactly a response to your handoff, I'm going to say the following. Dividing emails into lists is something that we do do at Inbound REM. And we, we have a way of doing it, which I think is valuable to mention and didn't make it up onto your list, which is this. We multivariate test a lot. Ever since I handed my email over to the head of my brand and marketing campaign uh, team, he multivariate tests every single email drop that we do. And he's slowly dividing our list into segments. Uh, a couple of those segments are high 
high interactivity, people who open up everything that we send. And then he's starting to divide into segments where some people open up some emails based on a certain topic that we talk about, such as lead generation versus website reviews and things of that nature. So taking these, these, uh, I know. So, so everybody, this is my team. There's many, many people here with me today. So you're getting to meet all of them. Um, so dividing those lists into specific segments over time, I I can't really say for sure, John, that it's going to be like hugely valuable, but I definitely think that there is value in targeting your lists. Like people who are interested in like for real estate agents, it's going to be people who are interested in lifestyle updates or market reports versus uh, property information. There's all sorts of things you can talk about as a real estate agent. And I think it would be really helpable to multivariate test your list, find out who's interested in what, and then segment your list out so that you can start to send emails to people on subjects that they're very interested in. Right. Thanks for that, Rob. Um, on to the last one, and because I think you utilize this yourself, email scraping tools combined with paid social media retargeting campaigns. I, um, one of these tools is a tool, Get Email. Um, basically, um, anybody that lands on your website, it won't it won't provide the data for everybody, but yeah. um, somebody lands on your, um, it can identify the IP address of the person, um, and a lot of times it can identify through um, magic um, who that person is. Um, and so a high degree of people that visit your website can be identified even if they don't sign in to a lead magnet of some kind. And then you can put them on a list um, or you can upload that list into social media and by putting a little bit of money, you can retarget them through social media, through your posts and um, get yourself in front of that audience again through retargeting. What do you reckon about this one, Rob? Well, this one, you're right. This is probably the cornerstone of one of Inbound REM's own marketing campaigns, scraping email addresses off our real estate, our our website, our blog, which we attract in through organic traffic. There's no doubt that the 11,592 people as of yesterday that we've scraped are some of our most engaged email respondents. We also have acquired about 40 or 50,000 names and numbers cold, and we've also gotten about another 19,000 names through our social media channels. So in other words, they subscribe to us on Pinterest. We've looked up their information. We've acquired it and downloaded it. Believe it or not, the scraper information is absolutely, without question, the highest engagement way of us acquiring email names and then them being responsive, which is crazy. Um, because we have some, we have old contacts that I uploaded and believe it or not, these scraped email addresses are just as good as my actual Rolodex that I uploaded into these email campaigns. So people I've physically spoken to respond about the same as these people that got scraped off our website, which I find I, I, I was, you could have blown me over with that information, Jonathan. So I love these strategies. I love social media retargeting. Uh, combined with email scraping, because now somebody visits your website and they end up finding they, they're getting emails from you, that they're seeing you on social media. 
uh, I feel like if you were doing an omni-channel approach with that kind of lead, that there's a very good chance that you could convert a medium person into a warm person through sheer persistence. Yeah, it could work. So um, to finish off, so with you, have you chosen to email them directly then with a with a newsletter or some other content, or have you? Or, oh, so you haven't? You've decided not to retarget them, or have you also combined that with a bit of social media retargeting? I tested retargeting, and at the time that I tested it, I did not. I don't have the capacity to take more leads mm. than I get organically. That's my problem. That's why I'm in the. Philippines right now training a sales team, Jonathan, is that is that I literally ran out of the ability. I can't take more calls, can't do more clients, can't take more calls. So I had to get more salespeople before I can worry about any of this. But I'll tell you what, when I did test the retargeting campaigns, they were splendidly effective, almost too much so. We got five, ten thousand visits to the website in almost no time flat and and did not spend that much money for that kind of traffic or interactions. So it was brilliant. And it was so brilliant, I turned it off almost immediately. So just to finish off, I, I think I got the impression, I think you really like um, the last point. I think point five, you're okay. I think the second half of the show, I think the first half of the show, and I got most of this information um, from reading Alex's book and also some of it I've done myself. Um I think when it came to using that warm-up tools and the subject lines and the first half of the show, I, f- I got the impression that you felt for our particular audience that a lot of the things that Alex and other experts doesn't really directly apply to our Pacific target audience, really. Would I be fair about that? Yeah. I, I think I agree with that. Subject lines is one of those universal email strategies. Subject lines is definitely something you can play with. Uh, John, I'm just going to be straight with you. I have personally gotten very tired of like kitschy, grabby kind of email lines. And so instead with me, it's just like, does something look authentic from a from a person that I, I know to be what I call an authentic marketer, where I feel like they're going to do some kind of effort to provide something of value to me? And it's not going to be a tricky subject line that's going to get me to click on the email anymore. It's usually just very direct and very plain, like this is what's in the email. Because I've done the clickbait thing too many times and I've wasted too much of my time. I don't respond to it anymore. I presume that other people are the same way. So subject lines for me is just pretty plain. Like this would be, you know, be more effective with your email. That's how I send out the email. Like it's not all that clever. It's not all that you know, yeah. Ben's playing subject lines. Um, I don't know that we've seen a massive difference in open rates based on clever subject lines, but I'll have to check with him. So I'm, I'm a little on the fence and the rest of what you said is absolutely true. I didn't feel like it really necessarily applied to our audience. No, I think, I think you've made a good point there because Alex, Alex, I do listen to Alex, but he is a real hardcore marketer to his core. He really, really is a bit of an animal. And, um, what you've just said is very relevant because I, I had mixed feelings about it myself. But um, he's seen and he's built up a tremendous YouTube channel and been pretty successful in his own marketing agency um, and has a track record. But 
he kind of pushes it really far out. You know, he's really hardcore. And I agree with you that I have similar feelings. But I think um, I think it's been a great discussion because it kind of hopefully has put some thoughts in your mind, folks, about email marketing um, and um, put some ideas into your mind. Um, so, Robert, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what your team is up to? For everybody that's listening to the show, I would love it if you would uh, go to inboundrem.com and look under the About or Services pages, get a little synopsis of what we do here. That would be great. How about you, John? How would you like people to look you up? Yeah, just go to mail-right.com, have a look at what we've got to offer. We've got, we've got a great platform, great value, and also get the freedom of WordPress. It's a real lead generative platform, um, text, email, and some other cool functionality. And we'd love to have a chat with you. We'll be back next week where we either be doing an interview or be talking about another digital marketing strategy um, that will help you get the kind of results that you're hoping for yourself and your family. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye.